And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I'm your host Ben, aka The Marvelous Iggy, and joining me from lands far beyond in the distant galaxy, the true god of destruction, Lord Tyler Beerus. Where the hell is my pudding? I'm going to destroy this planet if I don't get some. <laughs> Over fucking pudding. Um, so... <laughs> After last week's watch along with Justin, where we watched Dragon Ball pretty much get literally dragged through the mud, um, and you know, not tarnish its reputation, but that was the last new Dragon Ball media that had been created. Because again, the stuff we were getting was all just dub stuff that was already done in Japan, uh, including GT was like that. So now, fast forward to 2013. Where, for the first time since 1995, um, under the Dragon Ball Z moniker, because I'm not going to count GT, we have yeah. a, a new Dragon Ball Z animated original movie, and this uh, movie is responsible for kicking off Dragon Ball's resurgence in the uh, around the world, uh, needless to say. Yeah, this movie single-handedly kick-started the super movement that we see ourselves in now. Exactly. So let's go ahead and talk about the cast real quick before we get into it. And then we'll talk about like perceptions around this movie when it was coming out. Which I can't believe it's been almost uh, nine years ago. Which I can't even believe it's been that long. Uh, it's fucking crazy, man. Yeah, March. Wow, we're recording this two days before its ninth anniversary of release in Japan at least. So that's Damn. that's That's timing with that there. Um, so this was directed by Masahiro Hosoda with a screenplay by Yusuke Watanabe, a story by Akira Toriyama. So Akira Toriyama himself is writing this, um, and that definitely, that definitely shows. Uh, this was, uh, distributed by, uh, Toy Company and 20th Century Fox, which I was like, I forgot they had that. Uh, Yeah, they still have the movie rights ever since Dragon Ball Evolution. And uh, we, uh, Tar and I watched the uncut so special edition version, which is a runtime of 105 minutes, with a Japanese box office of 51.2 million dollars. Uh, I don't know what they quoted us to yen because it didn't say yen. Um, uh, this is that was as of 2016. So let's break down the cast because we got a big one. Uh, Sean Schemmel is back as Goku, and Seth only as as young Goku. Uh, newcomer Beerus is played by Jason Douglas. Weiss, played by Ian Sinclair. Vegeta, played once again by Christopher Sabat. Bulma, played by Monica Real, which is a change from... Uh, uh, the, yeah, the ever since, yeah, ever since uh, the English dub of Kai, she's been voicing Bulma in Dragon Ball. Okay. Uh, Sean Chemo, back as King Kai. Chuck Huber as Pilaf. Uh, Colleen Klickenberg as Mai. Kyle Haber as Gohan, as well as the teen version that shows up briefly. Laura Bailey, still as Trunks. Uh, Christopher Sabat as Shenron. Uh, Chris Kaysen as Shu. Christopher Sabai as Piccolo. Kahe Bear is, of course, our loyal narrator. Mike McFarlane returning as Masaroshi. Sonny Strait as Krillin. Kara Edwards as Videl. Cynthia Kranz still Chi-Chi. Kara also is Goten. Bradford Jackson as Oolong with the biggest game of chance in his life. Justin Cook as Deden, uh, Deden, um, Dende. Dende. Uh, Chris Rager as Mr. Satan. Josh Matt Martin as Mr. Boo, our only look at at Boo in, in these movies so far. 
Yep. Uh, of course, the comedy, of course, Dr. Breeze is um, Mark Stoddard, uh, Dr. Breeze. Chris Sabat is Yamcha. John Bergmeier as Tian Chinhan. Kyle Hebert as the Ox King. Cynthia Kranz is Mrs. Breeze. Meredith McCoy as Android 18. Bruna Palencia as Poir. Uh, Monica Real as Seer. T. Axelrod as the infamous sushi chef. And random Elizabeth, police woman who has a speaking role, Meredith, Mary Elizabeth McLynn. Um, I can actually explain that one. In the okay. Japanese version, uh, they actually had an Olympic gold medalist cameo in this movie, and that's the whole reason she has a close-up. That's fine. I feel like she was something important, so like I don't, I couldn't recognize her voice. So, let's talk about it. So, Dragon Ball Z ends in Japan 1995. We get it. 1997, and it goes from there. It goes from 97 to what? 2005, at least, in terms of all the way up to the Boo Saga, maybe a little bit before then. or Probably around 2004-ish. 2004-ish. Yeah, and then, so, you, we get the whole Boo Saga, so it took about a decade for us to get all, every, all, every single episode of Dragon Ball uh, dubbed over here. Uh, and then even some new ones, like some of like the more uh, offbeat episodes. Um... Dragon Ball GT happens. We don't talk about Dragon Ball GT. We're not here to talk about Dragon Ball GT. Just if we'll you have like to it. bring it up a couple times in lieu of the new transformations uh, introduced in these movies, though. Just as a heads up. Probably, but right now, Dragon Ball GT was not well received as a sequel series as probably they would have liked. Uh, Dragon Ball GT for yeah, it flopped hard. Yeah, it, it was. It's very divisive amongst Dragon Ball fans. Like there's people who like it, people who don't like it. So. Take that as you will. And after that, Dragon New Dragon Ball content was dormant. Pretty much any time you had to look forward to Dragon Ball content was was number one the movie, <laughs> which was damn. Uh, we thought we saw that last yeah. week. Listen to our watch along, and the video games, and that was it until Rumblings. Now, when did you first hear about the Rumblings of of Dragon Ball coming back? So, with the advent of social media, um, it was no question that I would run into um, the announcement of Battle of Gods as a new Dragon Ball movie on uh, Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. And uh, I was excited, and I did want to see this in theaters when it had its extremely short run in 2014. Unfortunately, I wasn't employed at the time, so I wasn't able to see it at that point. But I did get a rental... Um, in 2015, and I was able to see it before seeing Resurrection after the friend of mine in theaters. See, uh, for me, I think I heard it run around the same time because my friends are in the Dragon Ball. I'm like, that's that's cool. I remember seeing clips, um, and then I was like, wow. Uh, but I, I never. I think at that point, I was my um, anime stuff uh, was more leaning into slice of life. So the idea of Dragon Ball didn't really appear to appeal to me. Um, so, uh, I, I kind of just toss it aside. I'm like, I don't really need Dragon Ball in my life anymore. I think I'm, I think I'm, <laughs> to quote myself, I'm too grown up for it now. You know, just to kind of, at the t- at the time, at least back in 2014, 2015. And then I eventually, okay, I made the mistake of watching the super version of this. So for, just to get that out of the way. Oh, they, no. They, they, the first they've launched Super out of what? Well, what came first, the um, the movies and then the then the arcs or the arcs or or um, Battle of Gods and Resurrection came first. Okay. Then they based the first twenty six episodes of Dragon Ball Super off of those movies. Which and I which yeah, which I, I, 
I liked the Beerus arc. I was like, that was cool. Like, not not like what we're going to talk about today. And then the resurrection, then the Frieza arc happened. And I went, oh no. Oh no. Yeah. And then I stopped watching Super. And I've since then have had this vendetta against Super. Like, this shit, like, why is it back? It's just the same shit. Um, you know what? I don't even blame you for hating on Super just for watching that arc. I I'm so sorry. Yeah, so I made that mistake. So I it, I never watched Battle of Gods before that, even though my friends swore it. But we're here to talk about it today. And Tyler, initial thoughts: Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods, without going into much detail. Okay, so no hyperbole, no exaggeration whatsoever. This is probably the best Dragon Ball film ever made. Like, I love this movie. It's just so full of charm, so full of action. It introduces some great new characters, which we're going to go into. And it reintroduces um, older characters that we haven't seen in a long time. And I just think it's great. I was grinning ear to ear almost the entire time. And I don't know if it's because we've been watching all these movies in a row... And, like, it's just recapturing that kindred spirit of Dragon Ball. But this movie was... I feel like even if you had... Even if I didn't watch it, but, like, I had, like, a like a nostalgia for Dragon Ball. That that aura was there of, like, early day Dragon Ball mixed with the tension of, like, Dragon Ball Z. It is... You're right. It's charming. If there's one word I could I could put this movie to, it's it's charming. There's a little nostalgia baiting, but for the most part, it's as if it's as if nothing changed in like the best possible way. It was like you're coming home to see a group of friends you haven't seen in a while, and it's and it's going to be a grand old time. Yeah, a lot of heart was definitely put into this movie. That's for sure. Oh my God, yes. Uh, and we will, like, at the beginning, we watched the extended version, which, Tyler, you can probably tell us later on what was added. I think I could tell which what it was based on watching, because it just felt like, hold on, we're doing this now? Okay, but it didn't detract from the movie, at least in my experience. Uh, so let's go ahead and break down the story then. Uh, so, um, as animes like to do... There's, uh, we actually get a cool, like, like refresher of the events from all the way from Dragon Ball to the end of Dragon Ball Z. We see Goku and Bulma meeting, take down Frieza, uh, all the moments are there, redone in this beautiful new animation, uh, aesthetic that the movie just, uh, hinges on. Uh, and, of course, that leads us into knowing about this mythical being, this otherworldly being... Only known as Lord Beerus, the uh, God of Destruction, as pertained to, pointed out by both the Supreme Kai and the Elder... Is Elder Kai, I believe? Um, yes. And they basically basically have, like, oh shit, he's waking up. And they both act scared shitless. Um, and you know when a Kai is scared, it's bad. It's very bad. Um, and then we are introduced to our two new characters... Uh, which is number one, Lord Beerus, who looks like an Egypt. He looks like he actually looks like an Egypt, one of the Egypt, like an Egyptian god, down to his design. Um, I would say Anubis is probably the closest he looks to, uh, even though Anubis yeah. is a jackal, not a cat. But um, close you know enough, close enough, yeah. Uh, and Whis is very much a tall humanoid-looking figure that kind of has like a reminiscent design of the Kais, but uh, it's her own thing. Uh, it's or their own thing rather, uh, and pretty much Beerus had an alarm clock set up to wake up thirty nine years 
uh, after a certain point to remind himself to check on something. Oh, what will that be? Meanwhile, Goku... Even he doesn't remember at first. Yeah, and meanwhile, Goku, in a very nice blue tracksuit, is training on King Kai's planet, and <laughs> leads into the moment where King Kai is receiving news about Lord Beerus is waking up, and of course, Goku's like, hey, hey, what, what you talking about? What about Lord Beerus? What about... Yeah, great, great writing in this movie as well. Um, and, uh, and so, go... And, in a very comedic spot... And for the first time I've ever seen King Kai's car driven around, King Kai drives Goku literally around the planet, around this planet, telling him about Lord Beerus, he's the god of destruction, and pretty much gives us a lowdown that, like, he's not evil, but, like, he's necessary. You know, with creation and destruction, they go hand in hand. And so, we eventually, and, and basically, Supreme Kai is basically like, we cannot let Goku and Beerus know that they know about each other. That is a bad idea. That is a bad, bad idea. And Goku's already breaking that fucking rule. Or is already making that rule harder to maintain. So Strong guy? Strong guy? I want to fight him. Exactly! Uh, meanwhile, um, Beerus uh, is sort of kind of getting catched up on things. And lo and behold, we find out through this movie, which would you consider this a retcon or not? That it was Lord Beerus's idea to destroy planet Vegeta. Uh, See how I take this uh-huh. is that uh, Beerus is pretty much Frieza's boss, and uh, him wanting uh, Frieza to destroy planet Vegeta coincides with his own instinct of getting rid of the Saiyans. So I think it's more of a mutual business practice uh, uh, agreement more than uh. anything. I would say so. There you go, and and pretty much through this, Weiss kind of gives them like, oh yeah, like I-, I should go fucking kill Frieza myself, you know, stuff like that. This speech, and Weiss tells him like, oh, Frieza's already dead. I think he called him Freezer for like a moment in the English dub, but I I could have been hearing it wrong, um, just as an ode to it's his Japanese name, uh, or Frieza's Japanese name, um. And uh, we he finds out about Goku, how this Saiyan uh, pretty much defeated Frieza um, single-handedly. And he becomes ultra-curious, which leads him to arrive on Earth. Oh, not arrive on Earth! To arrive onto uh, the King Kai's planet and pretty much meet the legendary Saiyan that took out Frieza. Uh, meanwhile, while that's going on, Bulma's having a birthday party! Heck yeah! This is originally planned to be uh, Krillin and Android 18's wedding, but that shit doesn't make sense. Make it Bulma's birthday party. However yeah. old she is. Yeah, which they do say her age. Um, in it, how it's probably a lie though. Let's Who be knows? real. With her, yeah, of how vain she is, but we love Bulma. Uh, and everybody pretty much is here, with the exception of Vegeta and Goku, who are off training. Uh, but Videl's here, Mr. Satan's here, there's a great interaction with Satan and Dr. Breeze, where Satan humbles himself, like, oh my god, I can't believe I told you to get me a drink, uh, when you're like the richest man in the world, it's, it's a really oh, great- Oh, Mr. Satan, never change. Yeah, exactly, Videl's embarrassed of her dad, it's, it's a whole, it's a shebang, and, and, and it's, it's really, really fun. Meanwhile, and then Beerus shows up on planet Kai, on King Kai's planet, and Goku's, and he's like, oh, you know, they're kind of talking this shit. And Beerus, Kai is doing everything he can to not have Beerus and Goku meet. He is struggling. Of course, Beerus, being the deity that he is, knows that Goku is right around the corner. And he's like, come out, come out and meet me. And then, 
great comedy writing where Goku is struggling to be formal and can't, barely holding on to save his life. Um, and here we get our first fight where Goku pretty much is like, I would love to, you know, have a sparring match with you. It'd be great in his very jubilatious way. And he even goes all the way to Super Saiyan 3. Because uh, he knows how much of a threat this is, which at this time that was at least by him, at least in Goku's own kind of thing, in which is a theme of this movie, his own power attained to his own methods without the uh, help of others. Fights Lord Beerus, and it is the quickest ass whooping Goku has ever received. It in is his a life. complete curb stomp. He is humbled super hard in this battle. Uh, Beerus flicks him with his finger, and that makes Goku, like, go flying. Um, and Goku even gets craterized, so now he understands how Yamcha feels. Um, yep. And it's, it's bad. It is, it, like, that sets the tone, that moment sets the tone right there. Um. Yep, we know right then and there that Lord Beerus is nothing to fuck with, and if anything sets him off on Earth, it's immediate bye-bye to that planet. Exactly. So now it becomes a game of... Like I feel like this would be an anime title. How to how to uh, prevent the destructive god from not destroying my earth? That would be like an anime title or something. So King Khan makes the decision. All right, I gotta tell fucking Vegeta about this because I know the second Vegeta sees Beerus without any kind of heads up, he's gonna do something stupid. So this leads into Vegeta finding out about Lord Beerus and Vegeta immediately having PTSD about. Uh, we get a flashback sequence where King Vegeta is literally on all fours like a dog and even Beerus puts his his foot on him like cowering before Lord Beerus but Vegeta is scared shitless because he knows what Lord Beerus is he knows that he has no chance against him in a fight and he knows all is futile and that he has to do everything in his power to not piss off the god of destruction um uh, Unfortunately, and... there's a there's a giant party going on with all sorts of things that could set him off. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, which is and this is like one of the best parts of the movie. So Beerus shows the Beerus and Weiss show up, and they're like, "Oh, you got a party going on there now, don't you?" You know, and they pretty much just start chilling at the party. Bulma's drunk off her ass. They don't call it alcohol, even though I I wondered why they called it punch in the uncut version. Um, like, why not just call it what it is? But, um, she's drunk, and she invites Beerus, and we said, hey, come have food, come, come have fun, it's great, and, like... Of course, as a god of destruction, he can't refuse the offer for food. Exactly, and, uh, even a god knows what delicacies are, and it pretty much becomes, uh, Vegeta doing everything he can to being stressed out as all hell to not have Beerus pissed off, and it is the funniest shit ever, to see Vegeta just strain like this on a different level that isn't a fight. Um, and it's it's like, they're eating different foods, they're, it, it, uh, beers, uh, and Whis, and mostly Whis, keeps getting marveled at all the different food that's available. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a like re- a kid in a candy store, it's great. Exactly. So that's all happening. Uh, meanwhile, we get a sub, like a random subplot, which I... I feel like this could have been removed from the movie, and it wouldn't have missed the thing. I'm pretty sure this was cut from the theatrical release as well, but I know where you're going with this. Um, we meet some three faces we have not seen in a long, long, long time. 
Um, Not since GT, actually. Yeah. Well, okay. Yes, true. I forgot they were in GT. Um, so we meet Pilaf, Mai, and what is the th- shoes? The last Shoe. one, Shoe, and who is a ninja ninja dog for? Just go with the kids. And the last time we saw them was it? Was it okay? It was at the end of Dragon Ball. They got shrunk down to their youth, right? Um, in the events before this movie, they procured the Dragon Balls, and Pilaf, like a big dumb idiot, um, made them young again. So, uh, what, uh, since they were adults before, they are now ten-year-old children at this point. Exactly. So, and now, they have a dragon radar, and they know all seven Dragon Balls are in the Capsule Corporation somewhere. So... They're pretty much trying to steal it and, and and get there, get become, and basically become rich. And even though like they're rich, and there's a great bit where like, didn't you want to be world dominator? I'm like, it's easy to become world dominator when you're rich, uh, which is he's not wrong. He's very not wrong. And it, it leads to some shenanigans where they find the uh, the there's a bingo contest that's going to happen later in the day, and there's there uh, Bulma is so rich that they're giving away a castle. A like a super rare diamond, and the first place prize goes to the dra- is gonna get the Dragon Balls, and um, and Pilaf is so fucking vain, uh, uh, seeing all these prizes that he just spray paints poop kanji on them. Yeah, it's it's he's just like so mad, and they find like these like t- I think it's like a year supply of ham. Uh, that the dog clearly wants, that Shoe wants, he's like, okay, just take one or two boxes, it's fine, um, <laughs> which I thought was great, and. Um, they uh they unfortunately in the midst of stealing them, Trunks walks in because of course Trunks being a curious little boy finds them, and uh and he's like, "Are hey look look at this monkey I found," and um, he calls Pilaf a monkey. It's yeah, Pilaf gets really pissed, and lo and behold, Goten of course right behind uh, Trunks, and as we talk about Vegeta having PTSD. My shoe and Pilaf all have PTSD because Goten looks exactly like Goku and <laughs> proceeds to remember the Great Ape incident and they get scared shitless. Um, and they basically try to run away. Uh, they ret- uh, they get away. Um, Mai, or Trunks looks very, very uh, fondly at Mai, um, which I thought was really funny considering she's technically like 40 years older than him uh, if you're going to go by timeline aspects. Um She's all his mom, I think, right? If not a little, yeah. Which is so they're probably both just lying about their age. Uh, women are pretty insecure about their age in Dragon Ball. Yes. Uh, um, so uh, Mai re- re- returns the, the diamond. She had the diamond in the hand, and she's like, "I didn't mean to take this." So here you go. But she keeps one of the Dragon Balls, and there's a great moment where like. It's like well, we, we with this we can you know we, you know we have the Dragon Ball. It's like we can sell it for like a million zenny, <laughs> and uh, it's like well I think I'm pretty sure that diamond was worth a lot more than a million zenny. Why didn't we just take the diamond? And it's just like well you don't want to be too rich. Just that, that moment of realization is so fucking funny. Oh, the it pause, is, the pause. I love these guys. The pause, the pause, the wind going. The like oh, like that was that's classic like. Anime, I just made it. I, I just did something really stupid, didn't I? Um, very, very fun. Uh, so that, like, this whole point could have been cut from the movie, but it then leads to uh, back into the main plot uh, where um, 
Ma, uh, Trunks tells Bulma like I I I have a girlfriend now. Like, yeah, or he tells he tells Goten that like yeah we're going steady. We do the uh, uh we you know we hold hands while her dad's not looking, which I found so fucking funny. Uh, because he has my uh he has to go to my. My Wait, thinks that uh, holding hands is super lewd, yes, and that is like, very like, true to the original. Exactly. Holding hands? What are these, these kids are so lewd nowadays. Like, what a I, pervert. I still found that so fucking funny. Um, and um, and I love Pilaf's remark when Trunks flies over them. Why did you fly 25 feet? That's not necessary. <laughs> uh, and he's like, hey, well, it's, if you could do it, it's great. Uh, it's so much fun. I'm grinning now just by ta- recapping the story. So that leads them into um, uh, getting them all together and you know meeting everybody again. Nobody puts it together that they're the that the Pilaf game from decades ago. It's like God, they remember them. They've seen so much shit. They're not going to remember Pilaf and Mai and Shu. They're just not going to. Um, maybe Piccolo will because Piccolo's like an elephant. He never forgets. Um, but this he leads probably doesn't to care though. Yeah, he probably doesn't. Um, Oh no, he never met them. Maybe he didn't. I don't remember. I didn't watch Dragon Ball. Uh, in King, in King Piccolo, um, uh, they were the ones that took him out of the jar, and uh-huh. uh, he immediately betrayed him after he got his wish. Of course he did. Um, so this leads to eventually they're not fooling around. Mai pulls out her gun and holds um, uh, uh, Trunks hostage, and uh, I want to break up. Yeah, it's like hey, I want to break up, right? You know, like in a very casual way. Um, and of course, Gohan, who hasn't really had a lot of screen time here, uh, is drunk off punch, as they say. Um, he's like, oh, are we doing a show now? Oh, that's great! And turns into, um, uh, the great Saiyaman, you know, for some all-time nostalgia sakes, and pretty much tells, uh, the, um... My, shoot, don't shoot at my hands or feet, shoot directly at my, at my face. And my shoots her, shoots him, you know, with real bullets, and proceeds to, you know, he proceeds to block all the bullets, and it's like, hey, those are real bullets. What are you doing? Unfortunately, shit got shit someone gets, should have got shot. Oh, I got shot. Exactly. Shit gets really dark really fast because Videl gets shot in the leg, um, and it's like, oh my god, I can't. There. My my wife Dende is there to heal her, Thankfully. but it turns out he's also secretly a pregnancy test. Yeah. So like, and she's like, hey, wait, there's more. Like, shh. So yeah, Videl is pregnant with that will become Pan. I'm cor- correct. Yes. Okay. So that is little baby Pan is in the oven. That's that's fitting. That is so fitting. Um, and unfortunately, as Gohan being drunk and getting scolded by his mom, which is never not funny, especially that he's an adult in that getup. Um, one of the stray bullets hits Lord Beerus, which doesn't really affect him that much, but it's, it annoys him just enough that he considers blowing up the planet in retaliation. Yeah, which leads to Vegeta giving us a show-and-dance number. It is so... I can't even describe it, but it This was, dance is hilarious. It's, it's the singing, it's the dancing, it's just all to appease Lord Beerus, and it is... It's like it, it, like it was not like. Granted, it was hilarious to see Vegeta acting this way. It was super super fun. I did not expect it. Um, it's uh, also a big uh, character development moment because Vegeta wouldn't just throw away his pride just to save the Earth like that. No, no, it, exactly. It shows like like Vegeta from like ten years when during the Boo saga even wouldn't even do this shit. Oh, well, maybe. 
Um, and like the Cell Game Saga would not have done this, you know, for sure. Oh, for sure. You know, so definitely, it was great. He swallowed his pride and, and fucking and and then did it. Go, just go look at. If you're gonna watch this movie, go watch it for that. Meanwhile, Goku is you know training at Kikai's planet. He does he does a cool moment where he does a Kamehameha and you follow it like around the planet. He tries to catch it, but he's like, I can't get any stronger. I like there's no way I can reach that level. Um Oh yeah, we forgot to mention that Lord Beerus is looking for the Super Saiyan God. That's yeah. the entire reason why he went to Earth in the first place. Yes, I was kinda of trying in with the with the Shenron thing um a little bit later, but okay. we could talk it here. So this leads to Beerus uh He's still wanting food. He's still kind of in a place. He's got, He's annoyed, but he's not pushed over. He the- hears about this mythical food called pudding. pudding. Unfortunately, all the pudding was taken by Fat Boo, who we haven't seen in the retrospective so far. Yes, who is, yeah, the yeah, and like, oh, is there any more pudding? He's like, oh, well, we've made all the pudding, and one je- that pink gentleman took him. Uh, you can tell these chefs were paid a lot of money to not ask questions, because I would have been like, what the fuck is that thing? Um... And Boo is eating all the pudding because Boo likes pudding. And and Beerus, in all his respects, kindly goes up to Boo and says, Sir, I would like to procure one, if not two, of the puddings you have. You know, in all nice, and Boo being who he is or who it is, No! Pudding is for Boo! And licks all the pudding. And... The fight, the fight, the real fighting starts because Beerus did not get any pudding. I want to stress that. Everything was fine. And there's a great moment. Listen, man, you d- no matter what, you do not want to piss off the God of Destruction, even for something as mundane as that. I get it. I just find it funny. I even love there's a moment where Vegeta sees what's going on. I can't even fucking sit down for just a moment um, to relax. And um, this pretty much sets everything off into the big fight. And you may be asking, well, why is even, um, you know, uh, Beerus even here? And as I stated earlier, uh, while he was waking up, he has heard the prophecy of, or a a talking fish on his planet that seems to have Mume Syndrome. Tells him, reminds him about the mythical legend of a Super Saiyan God, which up until this point in Dragon Ball, that has never been a thing. We have seen transformations. We've seen Super Saiyan 4. We've seen Super Saiyan... We've even Saiyan. seen gods. We've seen gods, but we've never heard of a Super Saiyan God. Is it a new character? Is it, a, as, as I think Goku makes a mention, is it a person named God? Um, you know, what? what is Super Saiyan... Even Whis even writes it off as uh, something ridiculous because uh, his so-called premonitions don't usually come true. Like the one where a pop singer moved into their home or something like that. Exactly, which I like to believe that was Michael Jackson, but it never happened. Um, (laughs) uh, That's my headcanon. But, um, so yeah, that's and that's initially why he's here. Then he gets distracted by the party, and now it's pretty much uh, Beerus pissed. Beerus is so pissed, and Bulma confronts Beerus over this. Oh boy, it begins. Um, Bulma confronts Beerus over this. She's drunk. I think I, maybe she's sobering up a little bit, but she's pretty much pissed. Like you're gonna start a fight over pudding because they start brawling, uh, and Boo gets his ass kicked accordingly because, of course, it's Beerus. Yep. Um, uh, eighteen, Ten Shinhan, and Piccolo get decimated with just chopsticks. Yes, it's bad. Oh, uh, by the way, the one definition I know from the anime between this is that this all takes place on a cruise ship. 
um, in the anime versus in this is not the Capsule Corporation. Much better setting yeah. at the Capsule Corp, by the way. Um, Absolutely. So, um, Beerus uh, th- th- takes care of them. Bulma approaches Beerus, starts talking shit to Beerus. Beerus does the one thing that I did not see coming. He slaps her. And I literally went, <gasps> like, like it was one of the, I imagine if you watched it in the theater, it would have been like a hush moment. Um, like, it, you would have heard everybody, the, 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 the air get... Yeah, because Bulma never gets hit. No! No, she's safe. We've seen Chi-Chi get hit, but never Bulma, which is odd. But Chi-Chi's actually a fighter, so it's, it's different. Um, and this leads Vegeta to fucking scream the infamous line, which I'm not gonna scream, but that's not, that's my Bulma, which I'm like, I've heard about that moment, but to see him actually express care for Bulma... Another sign of character development, and that proves he's the better husband. Um, which... He turned the Will Smith at the Oscars. Wow, how fitting, right? <laughs> Take my <laughs> wife's name out of your fucking mouth! How timely! Um, so, Vegeta fucking powers up to the point where he's actually, at least up until the point Beerus stops letting him, putting hands on Beerus, and, you know, and it's actually pretty crazy. Uh, by the way, go watch that moment where he says, that's my Bulma, because great visual storytelling and great voice acting by uh, Sabat. Like, seriously, holy shit. Um, yeah, it's a great moment. Of course, Beerus just eventually makes, you know, v- easy ends of Vegeta. Like, it's it's all a game to Beerus. Uh, it's, he it's, gives him the finger poke of doom. Exactly. Um it's it's nothing, nothing to Beerus. He's like he pretty much decided I'm going to destroy this world. You've all you like you know like. But you know I don't completely hate it, so I'll give you a chance. I want to challenge this pig to rock paper scissors. Yeah, and in the greatest and Oolong number one, Puar roasts the fuck out of Oolong. Um, but like you have a chance to be important now. I'm like damn Puar. Um, <laughs> Ro- and so, hey man, he saved the world uh, in the first arc by wishing for underwear. True, he he did do that. Give credit to Oolong. And in Yamcha's infinite wisdom, <laughs> he thinks that Beerus only challenged Oolong because he thinks Oolong is a pig. And a pig, by definition, would have hooves. So Beerus would choose paper because Oolong, by that definition, because of his hooves... But no, all... he would choose rock because a pink oh. hoof would make scissors. Oh, right, because of the yeah, because they're they're pointed out. You're right, you're right, exactly. So, but Yamcha's pointed out, and I don't think I've ever noticed, paid attention. But Yam, Yamcha pointed out to Oolong, Oolong, you're not a pig. You're a pig man. You have hands. You can do you can do whatever move you want. Um, Oolong is just like I have hands. Exactly. And I'm like, wow, we're going to leave the fate of the universe to a game of chance between the God of Destruction and a talking pig. That's Dragon Ball. Um, yep. And <laughs> and Oolong, of course, goes for, he goes for uh, Rock. Because, of course, he thinks Beerus is going to go for Scissors. Um, or, uh, yeah, I think. He gets so confident and thinks that he's totally going to win. Mm-hmm. But... Beers throws him on a loop and completely uh, turns it all around on him yeah, by throwing like, did, uh, did, paper. Did you not see my ears? I heard your plan, idiots. Um, I'm like, damn it, Yamcha! Um, they might have... Uh, so, Yamcha inevitably almost causes the destruction of the universe. Thank you, Yamcha. Or God least, damn it, Yamcha. God damn it, Yamcha. 
Thankfully, though, Goku shows up. Well, okay, minor spoiler for the ending. Goku's been there the entire time. He just waited till now to show up. Um, we'll talk about that later. And pretty much tells Beerus, like, I, I can't get to your power, man. Like, I, on my own, I can't do it. And, but I have a- I do have an idea, though. Yes. We got the Dragon Balls. Let's ask Shenron to bring the Super Saiyan God here. In which, for the first time ever, we see Shenron shit bricks over Beerus. Like, oh shit, is that Beerus over there? Oh god. Oh, hi, I've heard things. Hi. Very nervously. Even Bolo comments yeah. on that, like, I've never seen fucking Shenron rattled, even in the face of other things. Um. So, uh, pretty much, they, like, they never said a wish, but, like, Goku's just, like, asking, have you ever heard of a Super Saiyan God? He's like, is that, is that your wish to know about it? Like, no, I just, can you bring him here? Uh, you know, whatever it is, and, um... Uh, Shenron's like, no, that per- it does not ex- it, one does not exist yet, and we pretty much learn about the legend of the of the of the Super Saiyan God that long, long time ago, even before like King Vegeta and all that shit, that were five, six Saiyans, um, who five of them poured their righteous energy, righteous, into the heart of one Saiyan to become a Super Saiyan God, defeating the evil. Uh, Saiyans and peace and prosperity reigned on planet Vegeta until they fucked it up all over again. Um, yep. And so that is pretty much they are then told they need five uh, Saiyans to become Super Saiyan God, and so they get, of course, Vegeta, Gohan, Goten, uh, Trunks, and of course Goku himself. So that makes five. And then they misunderstand the, and of course they it looks like he did it, but Goku does not transform. Into it, he kind of gets like a weird power boot, like a weird superficial transformation, as they call it. And Whis points out to them, like, "Hey, um, you might have misunderstood. Uh, it's you need six people." And of course, at this time, there's only five Saiyans, uh, only two full blood, and the rest are you know quarters. There is one more across the universe, Vegeta's brother Tarbo, who we see in uh, Hey. Hey, hey, all! It's Son Goku and Friends, which is a special that only aired in Japan. And I never knew about that. So, like, did, like, well, dude, well, he's on the other side of the galaxy. I've never. Yeah, it's like what? You're just gonna casually mention that you have a brother? Um, that would have been he sucks anyway. That's what I hear. So, um, uh, Videl sets up and she goes, "We might have another, but they're not here yet." And pretty much tells Gohan that she is pregnant with their child. Like, Gohan and Videl did it. They did it. That's a hell of a gender reveal right there. Yeah. Uh, just wait until the, your planet is threatened to be destroyed to announce you're having a baby. Exactly. So they have a little nice moment. Um, that, And so basically the idea is to have Videl with the fact that her baby... Who knows how long... How long we don't know how well how, um, how long she is. But a lo- enough, apparently, the Saiyans are just that badass... Um, uh, to join hands with the other four, and uh, 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 so it's Pan, technically Pan, Goten, Trunks, uh, Gohan, and Vegeta give their energy to Goku, and Goku becomes the mythical Super Saiyan God. This is such a great scene, by the way. It the is music, the the build up, uh, the transformation itself. It's spectacular. It's not as good as the original Super Saiyan transformation because, you know, that's a different setup, but it's still really damn good. Exactly. Um, it, it's, it's, and so it, Goku's a lot slimmer. He has brighter, he has a, a lot brighter hair. Um, it is, um, 
You know, it's it's a whole thing. And so now, and pretty much the last 30 minutes of it is a fight, which I think we'll talk about that afterwards. So the, and go, skipping over the fight for now, eventually, at the end of it all, Goku um, is like, I can't, I can't beat you. Like, I just can't. Like, you're too strong. Um, in which Beerus then tells him, like, well, I'm... I'm the strongest here, but there's actually 11 more of me out there in another un- in other universes in this. Yep, thing. we learn about we learn about all the different universes in this movie. Fucking uh, which is expanded upon later in Super. Yes, the the multiverse theory comes to Dragon Ball. Um and uh uh and Beerus is like I'm still going to destroy your planet and he's preparing for it, preparing for it. And he destroys one little. He destroys block. a little bit of Earth. Yeah, he's like, oh, looks like you destroyed the planet, destroyed Earth, uh, my lord. Not as much as you wanted, but it's done. Um, and uh, oh, by the way, we freaks out over ice cream. Uh, and um, that's, of course he does. That's, that's really really funny. Uh, so let's and and pretty much it, that ends with them like they go home. Uh, Weiss and 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 uh, and beers go home where. Uh, Beerus eats wasabi and proceeds to want to destroy the earth because he ate a whole thing of wasabi, which is not even a normal human can take it. So it's just show you that if a god is affected by it, that shit's some strong stuff. Um, and Goku and the pals are pretty much back at the party, just relaxing. And this is where we find out that wait, Goku, how the fuck did you know that he said my Bulma? And we find out that Goku was just waiting and waiting and waiting to sh- make a dramatic entrance. He was just hiding in the bushes with binoculars like he's a JoJo character. And to the which point the movie ends with uh, Bulma giving him the thousand hand slap. Uh, and thus opening up a brand new... Um, uh, <laughs> opening a up brand new chapter of Dragon Ball begins here. Exactly. So we got a lot to talk about. We've already talked a lot about the plot, um, but let's talk about Whis and Beerus first because of the two new characters. Oh my god, these guys! I love these guys. As they have so much personality, it is they steal every scene that they're in. Exactly. As because they're they're not. Bat, they're the antagonists. They're not villains. They're not like, haha. I'm, like they're not like cooler. We've seen all these villains that we thought were cool. These are gonna be the most, not just in terms of design, but most memorable in terms of characterization. Beerus is an outright goofball, which is like so weird. Yeah, that's pretty common for Toriyama writing. Like even for villains, uh, some of them are pretty goofy. Like just look at Boo. True, absolutely. Um, which I love that because, like, before we were just getting nothing but serious seriousness. Um, I like anytime they're on screen, whether it's being annoyed or like the, that opening scene where he's like almost like a Looney Tunes cartoon character crawling out of bed, and to the point where even they do the Looney Tunes spot where he's like, "That there's no Earth. There's I'm not on solid ground." Ah, um, like. There's, there's like, and the voice acting by, uh, I have the actor's name right here. Don't tell me. Uh, Jason Douglas, I think, carries it because he has this, he's able to be, like, very regal and grandiose, but at the same time be silly when he needs to be. 
Yeah, he does a really great job at portraying this type of character who can pretty much switch personalities at the drop of a hat. It's fantastic. Like, you can tell Toriyama put a lot into making these characters memorable. Yeah, and would you believe that Beerus is actually um, designed after a cat that Toriyama owned uh, during this time? Oh, like a, like a hairless cat? I could believe that, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, there's something, like, like just the fact that, like, this guy is just chilling with them, eating their food, you know, enjoying the delicacies of Earth, I found so, I found, like, amazing, and, and just outright hilarious. Um, it, it was just so uncanny to see that. Now, I, I don't remember, again, it's been a while since I've seen the Super Arc, but I, I think he kind of does it in a little bit, uh, in the, in the actual anime, but here it just feels much more fun and vibrant with with he's hanging around everybody until he gets annoyed yeah like even though he is a destroyer god like he stands above everyone else he isn't above just having a good old time and just enjoying life exactly and i think that's pretty admirable exactly um he's not he's not above he's not a brother spread and i think that's fantastic like it's obviously like he was yeah so... same even goes for weiss who doesn't even sleep no so anything mundane he finds exciting exactly like there's a great moment when the fighting actually starts and the camera the, the, the will occasionally cut to weiss just at the sushi booth oh what's in this one what's in this one like just enjoying sushi just Loving it. Um, and it's like that's little stuff. Or discovering what ice cream is like. Whis isn't as developed as Beerus is, but he's like that spice needed for Beerus. Like it's just a little, he's a little cherry on top. Yeah. Uh, like I said before, Toriyama likes to uh, introduce characters as pairs. And I think this is probably the best pair that he's come up with. Weiss is a great counter for um, Beerus's explosive personality. Yeah. Like, he undercuts him at every single opportunity, and everything he says is gold. Exactly. Like, not a single line wasted, great jokes. Um, even, like, cause, like... <sighs> Super Saiyan God, even the name sounds grandiose and over the top. Exactly. Like, like a little, like, a little, like, pointing, pointing, making fun of your own stuff, which is par for course when you're coming back to something... Uh, it's, like, you're, you're right. Like, I think this is the great, like, the greatest thing he's ever written, um, in terms of, like, these new characters. Which is not, as something we've seen, making new characters in Dragon Ball is not easy. And, and it, they could, easy, these easy could have been run-of-the-mill, not memorable, but no, they've, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about Whis, but Beerus has definitely stuck around as, like, a more, one of the more infamous and more fan-favorite villains. Like, he made it into Dragon Ball Fighters. that says it all right there. Oh, yeah, both of them are great, um, for different reasons, obviously, but I do love these two characters, and I'm so glad they're introduced in this movie. Yeah, so let's talk about Vegeta next, who I think has, like, the best character in this entire movie, honestly. Yeah, you can tell he's changed a lot since the Boo Saga. Do we know how many years it's been? Is it been years, or has it been, not, like... It says here it's been at least four years, but... Even that's kind of odd because Trunks and Goten look exactly the same. Yeah, like like you would think they'd be a little bit older, but I guess not. Maybe like they're on the cusp of doing that. Um, who knows? Uh, but uh, like I love that we, the minute we see Vegeta be a hard ass, like he's like I'm training. The second he hears about Beerus, he goes into shit bricks mode really, really fast. 
he hears Beerus' voice and he looks everywhere. He looks in a trash can, he looks under a table. So like, he is so paranoid. He is, I have never seen Vegeta this scared of something. Like, outside of, like, Frieza, when he realizes he can't beat Frieza. But, like, before that, he's like, like you, you can't be, I'm the legendary Super Saiyan, Frieza, you know? But here, it's just like, I don't want none of this. I don't want... He even makes a comment when Goku is fighting uh, Beerus in his god form. It's like, you know, like, as a Kakarot can have all the fun. But for once, I'm glad it's not me. You know? It's like, like, he's that scared of Beerus. And I, as, in terms of, like, there's a, there's a, there's a, a term in wrestling called getting over. And that's to make people, like, alike or, or, under, or like, like a character or understand a character, like, become popular. What a way to get a character over with than having Vegeta be scared of them like that. Uh, a man as stubborn yeah. as he is. And even though he is completely scared of Lord Beerus, even when he gets his ass kicked, just seeing his wife get the sla- uh, her shit slapped is enough to, like, get over it and even overpower him for a little bit. Yeah, which was surprising, uh, which I think a little bit was that Beerus was caught off guard. Um, he wasn't expecting that, um, which never underestimated the Saiyan. Um, and, and, and then Beerus stopped, all right, I'm done playing with you, bye, ching, and then, you know, touch, uh, gave him a T.O.D., and then that was it. Um, but, like, even then, like, we talked about the sing and dance number, like, just everything, just seeing Vegeta act like not the typical, like, he does get his, like, typical, uh, Kekura, you know, that kind of stuff, but, like, that, uh, my pride. exactly, but the added layer on top of him makes him a more unique and interesting character. Oh, yeah, they definitely understand Vegeta's growth at the end of the Boo saga, and it definitely pays off in dividends. Yeah, I, it's like it's like you know the whole stuff where it becomes Majin Vegeta, where he like succumbs to the dark side once again, and then realizing that was a mistake, sacrificing his life to save his son. That was kind of his whole. That's the moment where I think he turned. You know, like I'm I'm no longer like I I can I will no longer be subscribed to the heck force. even when Goku was fighting against Kid Buu and accepting the fact that Goku was stronger than him yeah. I think that's another turning point as well exactly uh really 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 solid like and great voice acting uh as well too um by by Sabat like seriously especially the, especially the dance number um as for how did okay so let's talk about then the Emperor Pilaf stuff now I loved it yeah. Like, I, like, like I, this is as OG Dragon Ball as you can get with these guys. Now, you say that. I feel like, I, with the exception of the last 30 minutes, which is a total, like, Z fight, I feel like the whole movie was, like, an ode to, like, OG Dragon Ball with how whimsical and how funny it is. Uh, even the fighting itself is, I think, a throwback to, o, to OG Dragon Ball with just a more heightened sense of what's going on. Yeah, with Toriyama coming back, you could tell that he was pretty much just tired of having Dragon Ball just mostly be action and just going back to his roots of being a whimsical comedy writer. Right, and I think it's good because, again, this is the new first new Dragon Ball concert we've gotten since 2004 and in terms of, like, that thing people liked. And I like that we didn't immediately start fighting. We got to meet all the characters. Like, it's like I said at the beginning. It's like you're coming home... And you're seeing all your friends and your family again. It's like, not and and like in the good way, nothing's changed. Like everything's still the yeah. same. And I remember, it's like, it's like, 
This movie is like the good nostalgia, where it's doing something new, but you're reminded of echoes of the past. Like, okay, oh, there's Masaroshi being a perv by trying to give mouth-to-mouth to, uh, to Videl. There's, there's Mr. Satan being a dumbass. There's the great Saiyan man. But there's enough new here with Beerus, Super Saiyan God, Whis, Vegeta's characterization, that it, 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 it allows you to feel new experiences while reveling in the past. Yeah, it's pretty much just going back to something old with the evolution of modern sensibilities. And they do a really good job with it. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, okay, so as for the Emperor Pilaf stuff, I, I loved it. I could definitely see them cutting it. And the movie might have been a lot... I don't know if I would say I would have enjoyed the movie more uh, if it wasn't. I don't know if I would have missed it. But the fact that it's in here makes the movie... I don't think it hurts the movie. I think it enriches the movie, honestly. Yeah, because if you're going back to Dragon Ball, you got to have um, all sorts of uh, throwbacks and comic relief. And these guys definitely have it in spades. Oh, for And sure. uh, making them children again is honestly kind of a clever move uh, because... Um, if we since we've seen them last in GT, they are pretty much old and withered, and uh, didn't want to redesign that. So may as well just make them kids because Pilaf's a dumbass. Her, her. <laughs> exactly. Um, and it was it was fantastic. Um, you know that the whole aside of of them trying to steal the the prize money and then like my giving the diamond back but then keeping the dragon ball and then realizing like we could have sold the the diamond for more than the dragon ball and the realization that like they my fucked up um and the like it's just like well, you you can't be scary i don't want to clean your pee pee poo poo pants and like everything goes <laughs> quiet and pilaf goes well, that was weird i why did it, it didn't have to go there? I expect that better. Of That's my... actually a throwback to one of uh, his first lines in the manga, where he's all like, "Hey, this isn't some sort of gag manga. You can't make jokes like that." Wow, I, I see. That's how you know a reference works, where it's still funny even without the context. Um, that's the definition of a of a of a of a gag working. Uh, but I, like, yeah, could you cut this? Absolutely, and I think it makes the movie tighter. Because I think some people would not li- like, oh, why are we doing with this? But I think it's just, it, again, it, like, as much as it felt like a movie, adding this, the Pilaf stuff, made it feel like more of like an extended episode of Dragon Ball where there's just shenanigans happening around the corner. Yeah, it's it's just kind of hard to imagine not having these guys, honestly, because they are a linchpin to uh, Beerus being set off for the first time. Exactly, with the, with the gun um, and... Um, you know stuff like that. It's great. I. How did you feel about the the handling that Videl was pregnant with their, their child? Um, since this takes place before the ending of Z, when Pan is uh, established as a character, uh, it does kind of make sense. Um, like just keeping uh, her pregnancy a secret from Gohan is kind of jarring to me, though, because. You'd want to let him know as soon as possible. I not, mean, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Some people are like I'm waiting to tell them, or maybe she didn't. Like she, maybe she just found out the day before, and she's just fi- trying to find the the right time. Like that's that's an intimate thing. Uh, but I do, I do like that. Like everybody finds out because, like, hey, the fate of the world's on the line, and we need your baby, who who we don't know how far along they are. Um, I do, I do like it. I didn't expect them to announce the. That she was pregnant with with Pan at the time. Yay. 
what what else did we Okay, so let's let's talk about let's talk about the fight, man. Let's We got to talk about Super Saiyan God first. Yeah. Because that is one of the big draws of this movie. So, um, obviously, of course, Goku was going to be it. And I jokingly said when I was watching it uh, not that long ago, I was like, oh, it's the power of friendship. It's literally the power of friendship that yep. that gives uh, access to Super Saiyan God. Yeah, and that in itself conflicts with Goku as a person because his whole deal, even from the beginning of the series, was getting stronger through his own volition. You know, hard work makes the man. Exactly. Whereas... What- Whereas this one is just a power-up that he can't reach on his own. He has to rely on others, and it bothers the hell out of him. Yeah, and, and, and when, as he's fighting Beerus, he's like disturbed. He like tells Beerus, I'm disturbed by this power that I have because I didn't obtain it. I, I It's not mine. You know, I didn't earn it. In which I'm like that. Like, Goku gets a lot of shit for being an idiot, for being a bad father. But there's one thing you cannot question is that Goku, his it's his iron will, the will to not stop. That is a part of his characterization. I think this that whole sequence where he's talking to Beerus about in between the fighting uh, about his power that like he's not happy with it. Normally Goku is like, "Yeah, I got a new power," but the, he's not okay with how he got this newfound ability. Yeah, it does go into the whole pride thing again, uh, sort of like with Vegeta just doing the big dumb song and dance. Goku was willing to throw his pride of uh, getting stronger by himself uh, to the wayside just so he can uh, stand a chance against Lord Beerus. Yeah, um, and it goes to show you how grave a threat he was that Goku would uh, set down his pride just enough um, to, to accept this power. Yeah, it really shows that he does have the capacity to grow as a person as well. It's just that he doesn't want to. <laughs> yep. Um, Super definitely exemplifies that. I'll say that. Yes, much. it does. Yes, it does. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, as a transformation, because I remember rolling as a kid, you know, in like as a 15-year-old, like rolling my eyes at Super Saiyan 4, namely because he was a kid transforming into it and stuff like that. Um I see it more as rectifying a mistake of making Goku a kid in that series. Probably. It shouldn't have happened. Um, uh, especially when they were more... Wait, God, you thought Z was serious. Jesus Christ, Super GT is even more serious. Um, yeah. But uh, I do think the transformation is cool. Like, the we the, the glowing aura. Like, it, it really reminded me of, like, like Phoenix from, from, from the X-Men. Like, just this constant on-fire... Uh, aura around around Goku. Yeah, you definitely see it in the aura, but it definitely feels otherworldly, maybe even divine. You would say. Yeah, because uh, when you look initially, when you look at it, right, when you first look at Super Saiyan God, it doesn't look visually like like striking. Like it's not like Super when you go Super Saiyan for the first time, and you know you had the stance and then the the hair, the look. Here, he's kind of unassuming. And I think that says a lot about gods when they're among the mortal plane. They're uh, unassuming. You wouldn't know it's a god until they start moving. And that's when... Yeah, especially especially in the case of shonen anime where you would assume that bigger muscles means you have more power, right? Right. 
Um, but this version, but Super Saiyan God makes Goku so much slimmer, kind of like to my build, honestly, but a bit more muscly. Like, like he's, um, he's toned, uh, like he has muscles, but he's not jacked like he was before. Oh, not at all. Um, I'd say he's around Beerus's um, w- uh, frame if we're gonna go by comparisons, because he is pretty skinny. Exactly, and I, I thought it was cool. Like, I, I thought I would be jaded over it, because, God, I thought the Super Saiyan transformation in the anime was super stupid. It's just like, wait, that's it? But here, it's it's given... Guys, don't watch... Just don't watch the anime of this, because if you watch it... Maybe maybe if you watch it, and then you go back, you'll... If pre- you're going to watch Super, skip to the third arc. The, uh, don't don't even bother with the first 26 episodes. Just watch the movies. Well, I'll, I'll see how I feel about Resurrection F next week, because I'm really curious about that one. The uh, film's definitely better in the arc, that's for damn sure. Well, we'll see. Um, uh, so, yeah, Super Saiyan got a, a welcome addition to the Dragon Ball mythos. Like, seriously. I like it. I, I, think, it's, I think it's really, really cool. Uh, let's move... Okay, let's move... You want to talk about the fighting? Yes. So, there's not a lot of... And much to my surprise, it takes a while to get to the fighting. I'm so used to these Dragon Ball movies being being an hour, and, um, and, and the fighting happens within, like, the first ten minutes. Uh, granted, I do love the initial scuffle between Goku and Beerus, because it quickly shows how overpowering Beerus is to Goku. It establishes that Beerus is nothing to trifle with, and that we should actually fear for this person. Yeah, I agree. Um, it it kind of it's like a typical anime movie where like the anime, like like the characters will meet a char- like a, something that doesn't exist before, but now it's suddenly stronger than anything they've ever fought before. It falls along that trope, but I think it works out perfectly fine. Um, and and just because of how great of a character Beerus is. Uh, but what I really like about fight, the, the both fights, and even the uh, the, fi- the fight between Beerus, the fight between Vegeta and Beerus, and uh, well, Gotenks gets like one chance to fight Beerus and gets his ass handed to him really quickly. Um, literally, literally he gets spanked. Literally, uh, but the fight with Goku and Beerus is that it was mostly hand to hand. Yep. Uh, the animators really want to flex their skills. Uh, and, like, it's even so much where the point where Beerus starts throwing energy and it's like, oh, you're throwing blasts at me now? You could have told me! Which I thought was, like, a great, great way to throw in some humor in there in a tense situation. But, like, like obviously they still have the moments where, like, the camera's backed out and all you see is boom, 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 which I think for here that's warranted because they're gods. I love the fact that you can... Dude, the moment when they're fucking fighting by the sea... And they crash into this, parting the fucking sea. You know, obviously referencing, you know, Moe's, the, the, the Red Sea party. I lost my shit there. Like, that was like, oh my god. And, like, the sea just staying there. It doesn't it doesn't succumb uh, into, into Goku or Beerus. It was, like, the fight was able to feel grounded because of, like, the martial arts and the fact that it was a lot of block, hit, counter, block, hit, counter versus... Just energy blasts and just throwing somebody through through a mountainside. It feels more like uh, the action of uh, OG Dragon Ball mixed with some of the Z sensibilities that we're used to at this point. Ex- and I think it's a really neat blend. It's a really fun blend. It's I'm going to say right now, maybe this is just a modern sensibility. But this is the best Dragon Ball fight I've ever seen. 
like fr- oh, yeah. from, from it's an, definitely visually striking visually striking animation is beautiful the set pieces are great the the like again the added cherry on top of Goku just talking to Beerus of like how I don't like this power that I've obtained um and, and I I was really shocked that Goku lost the Super Saiyan transformation like mid fight I was not expecting that yeah, he loses his god power um, right when um, they were about to clash again. And um, he reveals that uh, he retained his power and uh, his body acclimated to the god form. Which is crazy. So now he is pretty much a god at this point. Which is, is crazy to think about. Um, that's, that's insane. Um, I, I, can't, I can't believe that. I was like, oh, this fight's over. But then I saw he was still putting hands on Beerus. And I don't think that was accurately, like visually told pretty well enough until they had to tell you about it but i still was like enthralled in the fight um like it, given that we at this point you didn't know there was more dragon ball movies coming out they could have easily have had beers destroy the planet and be go fuck y'all bye yeah they could have uh but i'm glad they didn't uh but seriously what what a standout fight like hands down probably the best part for me uh, where I leapt out of my seat and cheered is where Goku yelled I will not let you destroy my world turned into a Super Saiyan and then just gave uh, Beerus the hands exactly very 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 good Um, and I really like that final bit of dialogue between Goku and Beerus um yeah, it really uh, sets the precedent of their relationship going forward. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I just want to hear you give up. But, you know, we do get the whole Goku struggling with the bomb, uh, an energy bomb. But, damn, I won't lie. This is the most, this is the one, the one I felt like, wow. This very reminiscent of the end of Cooler's Revenge. Very reminiscent of it, yeah. And I thought, wow, is this actually going to go through? But he, okay, he transforms into Super Saiyan God briefly. I saw that shit. Um... Yes. Like he act, Goku trained was under so much stress. He for just a moment obtained godhood status on his own. Yep, that's and now he is able to transform into the god form at will. And then he gets blue haired. Anyways, but that's the next movie, right? Um, yeah, that's the next one. Super, oh. We'll get to Super Saiyan Blue later. Oh boy. Okay, <laughs> talk about dumb naming conventions. But man, at the end of it all. After that fight, like I felt like I was, I felt like I was watching a twenty-minute wrestling match that was a five-star classic. I just saw something, I saw something magical watching this movie. Like it was that damn good. Yeah, unlike most battles uh, in the movies that we've seen so far, the battle in this one actually tells a story. Um, it's pretty reminiscent of uh, some of uh, the older fights in the series, and uh, I think. In some places, it's actually better. Yo, for sure, absolutely. Like, uh, it, it, this is a. Ha- it's not to say that Toriyama wasn't motivated because we do- you've documented on how the end of Dragon Ball Z was crazy. Like, just constantly just 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 writing shit, writing shit, writing shit. Versus, he had time to uh, uh, and and the whole his whole team probably to curate this one experience into making it as memorable as it can. Man, talk about a like a resurrection from the dead. You couldn't have asked for a better movie to come back to, like, remind people Dragon Ball is still here and Dragon Ball... It's funny that it's called Dragon Ball Z, uh, Battle of Gods, in, at least in the West, 
Um, or even yeah, the, the super name hadn't come to pass yet. Yeah, it's, I, to me, because I kept looking for Dragon Ball Super, I'm like, oh wait, right, that's a thing, right? Um, ah, uh, it was. Uh, <sighs> did we miss anything? Um, I believe that's everything. Although we did kind of understate how powerful Whis is compared to Beerus. Oh yeah, because we don't learn about today in the movie. Whis is Beerus's teacher. And it's demonstrated where Beerus eats the wasabi, proceeds to start destroying these planets that are around him that have not done nothing to him, and we just fucking karate chops him to go to sleep. Yeah, man, Whis is a badass. And according to Toriyama himself, uh, Goku in the Super Saiyan God form is a 7, and Beerus is a 10, and uh, Whis is a solid 15. That's, that's insane. Like that's I know in the in the anime Goku and uh, Vegeta go train with Whis, but the fact that Whis is stronger than Beerus and we don't even see like a like a like, like the only time you get an instance of how powerful he is is when he puts hands on on Beerus. Outside of that, you would he's just very unassuming character. Yeah, he pretty much just spends the entire movie just being a whimsical goof, being amazed by everything around him. When you're that, sh- but in this moment, you're like, "Oh shit, he's actually stronger than Beerus." When you're that strong, you can afford to be whimsical, uh, which is always the fun. indeed. Um, I think that I think that does it, man. I, I think. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Yep, let's go to that's the, everything. Let's go to the ratings board, Tyler. How many? Dragon Balls out of five, do you give... Five. It's a five. This is, uh, in my opinion, the best Dragon Ball movie ever made. Like, the characters are great. Uh, Beers and Whis are a lot of fun. Uh, all the returning characters are just as they were before, if not even more developed. Uh, the action's great. This is one of the funniest Dragon Ball movies that I've seen in a long time. I have belly laughed so many times at this damn film, even though I've watched it like five times. Like, it's just super fun to watch. Even though it does feel a little long at points, I can pop this fucker in any day. It's just a great movie. As somebody who was jaded about Dragon Ball, and because of what super because of the super arcs, I I probably would have been on the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, now that means that I think the Beerus arc was okay. It was like, oh, that's fine. It wasn't bad. It was the Resurrection F arc that really soured me just because it was Frieza again. But, um, and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, but if I would have watched this back in 2013, I think I would have been like, oh my god, fucking Dragon Ball is back. And it's, it's amazing. It's like, and I heard about this. I had friends who like swore by it. It's just never occurred to me to to um to watch it and it was it was a treat from seeing the the uh, old memories in the new animation style to right down to the end where Bulma is slapping the shit at Goku for missing her birthday party and alluding to the like maybe we should have the next bit villain slap your wife some more you know um uh which come on Goku uh just overall like it's a five it's it's the best, um, and yep. like it, it almost feels like you know um, like like how Godzilla two thousand uh, was a response to Godzilla ninety eight. This is like obviously this is a a, a lot longer response to uh, actually not long about five years, um, you know give or take 10, 
seven, twelve, thirteen, four years. Uh, a response to that movie, and what a way to blow it out of the water! That that's not Dragon Ball. This is Dragon Ball, and wow, <laughs> just fucking wow. Um, Tyler, please plug your stuff, my dude. You can follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sThat'sHigh. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, home of Tyler's Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. I also stream on Twitch on Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, where I am doing uh, ranked matches for Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel, among other things. So check that out. It's a great time. And you can follow me at Twitter.com slash MarvelousSiggy for all these related to The Marvelous One. And, of course, I stream live at Twitch.tv slash Iggy214 four times a week. Uh, and uh, that's Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Check my schedule to see what I'm playing. And, of course, go to Charcha.com for this very uh, series, as well as our Dragon Ball Evolution watch along. And, of course, our uh, previous Dragon Ball uh, episodes, our Charge, our, our main sh- flagship show, the Charcha Gamescast, and, of course, the wrestling watch along that I do with Thomas. It's been a lot of fun. Guys, we are nearing the end of our Dragon Ball journey. We have two more movies left, uh, at least at least released at this time. Uh, next week will be Resurrection F, and then we'll end it with the much, the very highly praised Super Broly, which I'm very excited for that one. Um, we'll see y'all next week for the return of Frieza. Uh, I'm the Marvel Siggy, and until next time, guys, my Bulma! I'm going to go grab some pudding now. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.